Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Praise the Lord. In your Bibles, you can turn to the book of 1 John. Glory to God. Be sure and come on Friday night. Let's end this year. Amen. Right? And go into the next year with plenty of momentum. 2022 is going to be an incredible year for the church. The Lord has showed me some things, but we're going to have to persevere and overcome and walk in the victory that God's given us. These are the days which are going to be trying for men on the earth because of the world system, but for the church, they're going to be glorious. I invite you to come back to prayer. Man, the, the, the Spirit of God was stirring so strong in prayer tonight. A uh, good way to end the years, three nights in prayer. Amen? Just come and pray. Pray in the Spirit with us. You can sense that real spirit of intercession, that groaning. The Bible says when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born into the kingdom. Amen? I, pray, I tell you, the Bible says that the, the wise men, they, they, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy when they saw the star. They didn't wait till they saw Jesus. They just saw a signal. And they got real happy. I've been seeing some signals, you know. I've been real happy lately because I've been, even though we've had to fight some fights and go through some battles and stand and believe God, I'm seeing some things. I'm seeing some signals. There's some signs and signals that are showing us, you know, that this is, this is the last days. God's moving by his might, by his power. Amen. And, you know, and he always begins that with remnant. We to, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. We were talking about the, you know, being in at the, uh, we kind of got in on the tail end of the charismatic move, which I began literally it was over by 2002, but it had run literally since about 1948. You can take and connect all the real moves of God that took place during that time from the great healing revival of the, of the uh, 50s into the 60s, charismatic revival, the teaching revival. You can just, all of them were just a continual flow. And if you really study the move of God in our nation, it was a continual flow all the way from 1907 from Azusa Street where God would move in the 30s. God moved powerfully in Houston through, through the Ritchie uh, family, Raymond T. Ritchie Sr. And, and then his son, which carried on a legacy of revival that was outstanding. Then the good ones in Pasadena, and then the Osteens in Houston. I'm telling you, God knows what he's doing. Amen. Amen. And all of us are connected in some way to all of that which God is doing. And when you figure that out and realize that, it gives you confidence that you're in the will of God doing what you're supposed to do. And you've got to be able to do that no matter what it looks like. You say, what do you mean? Well, if, if crowds and huge buildings and all that is indication of it, uh, then we you know, go, need to go join the Mormon church because they're the ones that have all that. Amen. But many times uh, we saw it in Ireland. We saw it in Hawaii. We saw it in other places we ministered in. It starts small with just a remnant, with just a few, and then God would just cause it to mushroom and explode and grow. And many times it would take place after years of just persevering and hanging in there. and, and stuff. I remember the uh, uh, we have... Uh, uh, Keith and Sarah, we have common uh, uh, friends in B.B. Hankins and their family from West Columbia. I remember their church was nothing. It was just a little place down off an off street in West Columbia. And for years and years and years, kind of like the feed barn at Lakewood would just, you know, 17 years that thing was a feed. They were in that feed barn. But, you know, they stood the test of time, stayed faithful with what God gave it to do, and God birthed something out of it. That's why people have to re recognize and realize. Now, that's what Dr. Summerall said to us years ago. If you don't recognize the day and hour in which you live, you'll fail to fulfill the destiny of your life. Amen. That's why we stay with it. Everybody say stay with it. Amen. Praise God. John chapter 3. Now, last week, if you remember, we were teaching on love. We just kind of got, got in there. Now, the reason I kind of went in that direction 
I, and Lee and I were talking about this the other day. You know, there is a lot of emotion that goes on with drama like we're living in. Do you know that? I mean, uh, there's big ups and there's big downs, and then you hear of this and you hear of that, and you hear this report and that report, all the information that's flowing out there. The emotional level of all people on the earth is at a heightened level right now. You go back two years ago before, you know, the medical things begin to happen, which, which led to political things, which lead to international things, which lead to financial things, which lead, you know, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a constant, you know, like dominoes falling. But in the midst of all of it, you've got to realize that as a Christian, as a believer, you have to learn how to recognize things you're being dragged emotionally into. Because it's very easy to get dragged into that if you're not careful. And the reason you have to do that is because in the last days, sure, God's going to pour out His Spirit. There's going to be an incredible, and there is an incredible move of the Spirit, signs, wonders, miracles, those kinds of things. But there has to be a people that can sustain something like that, and they're going to have to sustain it with love. And in love, there's tolerance. Amen? And what's going on right now in the world system is they're building walls of intolerance in almost every area. In, in financial areas, in medical areas, in, in governmental, political areas. They're building these walls of intolerance. Listen, as a believer, you have to judge your life and you have to make a decision that lives a life that does not have those walls there because God can use you to touch anybody, no matter who it is. So it's basically, you know, people talk about battles between good and evil, righteousness and sin, but in reality, it's a real fight between love and hate. Because if you understand what the two forces are and the two underlying foundations, amen, you say, what do you mean by that? Well, there's, there's faith and love and there's fear and hate. Faith and love, fear and hate. Faith and love, fear and hate. What are they trying to propagate right now? Fear and hate, fear and hate. What's the church trying to grow into? Faith and love, faith and love. And the two are very class, uh, 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 clashing opposites. You say, what do you mean by that? When they, when it, when they crash together, something gives, and, it, and it's usually you know, very, very seen, very recognized. When the church walks in love, the glory of God is there. When the church walks in love, people get saved, touched by God. When the church walks in love, it's easy to pray, it's easy to worship, it's easy to give. You say, why? Because the church is walking in love. They're understanding that dynamic of who God is. Not only are they understanding how much God loves them, they're loving themselves because God values them. Then they're learning to love others around them in the body of Christ. Then we all take that corporate love and we go to the world with it. And that's the one thing the world can't resist. They can resist everything from your, 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 quote, doctrine to the way you build your building and, and have your services, but they can't resist the true love of God. The true love of God will eat away at the hardest heart. Right. Amen? Amen? I told that story at, at Pop's funeral of the man he witnessed to in the trailer house in Bolivar that was, had his legs cut off. And, uh, uh, you know, how, how he just, you know, he just continued to witness and the man was so hardened from years of all kinds of pain and then when dad was walking out the door yeah I could see every time he told the story you could see it in his eyes he said my heart just cried out Lord is there anything I can say and he turned to the guy and said you know if you go to heaven you get your legs back and that was the one thing that did it right there well why would a man even stay with it in a desperate situation like that what would motivate someone to even talk to him about about God or about Jesus when they see the man's obviously in a situation probably fixing to die he's so much, he's in so much pain he's got bottles of morphine and syringes by his bed i mean I, I mean he's a throwaway 
Not to God. Not to God. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son to say that guy right there. And somebody had to go in there and not argue doctrine with him or try to change him or fix him. But just tell him Jesus loves you and if you die and go to heaven, you're going to get your legs back. That's what he needed to hear. And God has somebody for everyone in the world that needs to hear something like that. And we need to be those somebodies. That's the laborers God is talking about. Now, here in John chapter, chapter uh, 3, uh, excuse me, 1 John, amen, did I tell you that? Yes. Chapter 2. Then we're going to go to chapter 3. All right. And I'm going to read out of my passion. I'm not going to read out of my King James or Amplified because that, I want to, I've wrote, written, 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 written some notes. Amen. And if I can read them, I'll tell them what to, tell you what they say. Glory. Verse 8, anyone who says, I am in the light, while holding hatred in his heart toward a fellow believer, is still in the darkness. But the one who truly loves a fellow believer lives in the light. And there is nothing in him that will cause someone else to stumble. But whosoever hates a fellow believer lives in darkness, stumbling around in the dark with no clue where he is going, for he is blinded by the darkness. Amen. Now, many times, you know, we, 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 we teach on love, teach on love, but, you know, just like we teach on the devil, sometimes you got to teach on uh, the wrong side before you can understand how the right side applies to it. Many times we view, we view hate. We look over at Northern Ireland. That's what I was familiar with for many years when I ministered in, in Ireland. I mean, I was over there when, those, when all that crazy stuff was going on. I mean, it was. It was alarming. I mean, there were horrible, absolute, and we never talked about it or tried to sensationalize it or anything, but I'm telling you, we saw some horrible things. Lots of people were killed. There was hate, and it was over nothing. It was, it was over a prejudice in religion is what it was. And because of that, some of the most insane prejudice you ever saw was acted out to the point that they physically fought each other with, with arms blew each other up, shot each other. There were murders, there were this, there were that. And what it did, it grew hatred. I read an article in the, in the Dublin paper. Uh, the Irish Times is what it's called. I was, the, I was in a hotel. I read an article. It was about a family that lived in Northern Ireland. A Catholic family lived in Northern Ireland. One night there was a knock on the door. It was the, it was the British Army. They came in, they searched them, they put bags on their hand, and they took them to a, to a police station. They did tests on their hands and determined that they were the IRA bombers that had blown up a police station and killed 15 police officers. So they convicted them and put them in prison for life. Two brothers and a father. And, and because of that, the father died after 15 years in prison. An activist from Canada read their story because the whole time they maintained their innocence. She got involved with, with people who were experts in, 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 in plastics and explosives and all this kind of stuff. And they ran tests and proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that those people were not handling plastic explosives but playing cards who left the same residue on their hands that plastic explosives would. And they had spent years in prison. Well, see, what happens in a situation like that, the IRA will come knock on your door and say, you want to get back at those people that did that to your dad? 
than to your two brothers? And they'll say yes. And that'll cause another one. They call it tit for, that, tit for tat. That'll cause another one. That'll cause another one. That'll cause another one. And next thing you know, you got hatred bubbling. So we view that and we think, well, that's what hatred is. Well, of course it is. It's in its most basis, basic form uh, when it's the most destructive. It's like that. But there are levels of that, just like there are levels of love, that you've got to watch out for many times in your life in order to actually walk in love and stay right with God. Uh, there were times when I just, you know, I was mad at someone or upset with someone or just like, you know, what I'll do is I'll just be away from them. You ever thought that? Oh, you are looking at me so holy, like you never go through none of this. Amen. I just thought, well, the best thing for me to do, because it's obviously I must be an irritation to them because they are certainly an irritation to me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just get away from them and go to places that they don't go, do things they don't do. And, and, you know, and the Lord would say to me, you're, you're, just, you're just hating them. You're being hateful. And I would say, well, I don't hate them. Amen. See, that's what we do many times. Well, I just don't like them, but I don't hate them. But I, I just don't like them. Well, that, you know, it's really not going to wash with God. Because as God so loved the world that he put his love in us, who does he want us to love? <laughs> the whole world. And that includes everyone that you really don't want to love because, now listen to this. This will blow your mind. Hate is natural to you. It fits it feels good to your flesh. It makes sense to your mind. You can always rationalize off the, anger of, uh, off the angle of hate. What I talk about is like, I'll just get away from that. I just won't be around. That's a, that's a rationalization off the angle of that. Amen? Therefore, you, you have to understand, God doesn't want you at odds with anyone in any way where you couldn't walk up to them at any time, grab their hands, and pray in the Spirit over anything in the world that you need to pray over. Amen. And if there's anybody in your life you can't do that with, then you need to do a, bit, a little bit of self-judgment and get that right in your life so that you won't let that seed of hate grow into something bad on the inside of you. Because what did it say hate does? Brings you into darkness. And let me tell you something, church. This is the last place in history you want to walk in darkness in. You want to be in the light. You want to seek the light. You want to walk in the light. You want the light shining through you. You Listen, that, you want that more than anything. Amen? Now, I've got a definite... I'm going to read that yet, but I'm going to... When you begin to think of the motivations for hate and its vast word, it's another one of those words. Every time I look up a word, I find out it's not only a noun but a verb. It's not only something, but it's also doing something. Amen. You can say something like, you know, well, I, I hate the cold. You know, I, I, I'm not a real, I don't like cold as much as I used to. Amen. Uh, so, you know, so I just hate the cold. Or I, you know, I hate it when it rains. Or I, well, I hate hurricanes. Or I hate whatever, you know, you, you kind of use it loosely like we tend to do with many words. And you'd be surprised how much it's in our vocabulary. You know, Leo will say to me, you want some of those, what are those things y'all eat that smell like feet? <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Uh, well, whatever it is, amen. But you, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling the truth, Amen. Y'all have all wanted to say that for many years and never have said that, have you? 
But anyway, I can say, well, I didn't need one Brussels sprout for us. No, I hate those. Oh, I hate that stuff. No. And see, we use it so loosely many times. But then when there's conflict between us and especially those that are in the body of Christ with us, amen, well, what do you think the first thing the enemy is going to try to do? Where, where he looks at your flesh and looks at your mind and knows what you're subject to. Amen. So many times if you pay attention to his thought patterns, you know, what's really good about serving God, if you'll meditate upon the word, pray in the Holy Ghost and stay sensitive to the things of the Spirit, you will very clearly see the tactics of your adversary because he uses them over and over and over and over again. He's not that smart. Let me, let me say this. Now, don't get mad at me. He's not that smart, but we've made him look that smart. Amen? Yeah, and, it's, and what it is, it's our own unwillingness to really yield to that which God wants us to in the fullness of our life so he can take and form us into that which he wants us to be so that everywhere we go, we are the reflection of him. Not us, our past, who we used to be, our great victories, our little defeats, whatever it is. He don't want that. He wants people to see him. He wants people to see Jesus. Because if they can see Jesus, they can get to him. Amen? So there's all, but then you get into the deeper things, the differences of people, the beliefs, history many times. There's people that hate each other for the history of their relatives. Generations ago. Amen? You go study some of these little countries around the world, especially these islands off of other islands. Like, uh, did you ever, you ought to go study, the, the, they had a war on the Auckland Islands. Who cares about the Auckland Islands? I guess just the Aucklanders, amen? But they, had, they thought it's so important, a little, a little this, a little that, and just boom, they started hating each other. So here goes England sending, you all go read about why it happened. It's just ridiculous. Should have never happened. And they ended up killing a bunch of people, you know, killing their soldiers and stuff like that in a battle they had. Blew up a British ship. Oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. What do you think was going to happen? Amen? And that's the thing about hate is once you play with it and then it does something and you think, how did this happen? Well, what did you think was going to happen? So love, when we study love and God's love in us, we have studied it over and over and over. And we found out it's not an emotion. It's not a big want to. Well, I just want to. You know? No, it's not that. That's not in you. It's something you have to do by faith. You have to love a lot of people by faith. And you have to give them the benefit of what the Word says you should be viewing them as. Which many times is not easy. Amen. You have to think the best. You have to do all these different. But listen, you don't grow into that overnight. It takes time. That's how you grow up into Christ. And if faith worketh by love, then what we really need is not a, quote, baptism of love, because love is not a baptism. Love is a fruit that's developed in the human spirit. Just like it grows on the, on the citrus tree in, in Southern California, it grows on the branches of your life along with all the other fruits of the Spirit, the temperance, the patience, all the everything else that God produces in us has to be grown, has to be developed. But in order for it to develop right and for it to, uh, this is, I, I like this picture, to, pro to provide the fruit we need for these last days. You say, what do you need? Because that fruit is what we eat and what we share with others. So we need, we need the fruit of love and faith and not the hindrances of fear and hate. Because the hindrances of fear and hate is what the enemy has used since the beginning. With who? 
with Cain and Abel. Who fell out over a religious argument. Now let me, let me close with house. Oh man, I still got a couple of minutes. Go to, go to, chapter, go to chapter 3. I kept trying to go there to begin with. First, I think, let me see here. It's verse uh, 14. Starts out the beautiful message. Is that it, verse 14? Is that 11? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is that verse 11? Oh, okay, got something in my eye, I guess. <laughs> now, notice it says the beautiful message you've heard right from the start is that we should walk in self-sacrificing love toward one another. Now notice, we should not be like Cain who yielded to the evil one and brutally murdered his own brother Abel. And why did he murder him? Now listen, because his own actions were evil and his brother's righteous. Now listen, you've got to listen to this. When I was studying and meditating, the, the Lord pressed this in my spirit. If you are living in sin, sin automatically empowers you to hate. It's, it's, an, it's an automatic. Amen? I mean, it, it's just like putting a bullet in a gun. So, so Cain, his problem was measured against the obedience of Abel. Did you, did you hear what I'm saying? Measured against the obedience of Abel. All of a sudden, instead of doing the right thing, which would have been to repent and line up with, with what Abel was doing, because obviously what Abel was doing was working. But instead of doing what would work, what do you do? Just the opposite, amen, and you do what? You hate, and then you murder. That's why God calls hate and murder the same thing. Amen? And you've got to understand, church, that was the first one. This is 6,000 years later that that same spirit has had to grow in the hearts of fallen humanity. Mm. Well, I ain't got no problem hating it. (laughs) You got to understand, church, the enemy is so subtle in the way he does things. That's why for the true, true signs and signals of revival that we see and have seen for all of our ministry, we fight so hard to keep. You say like what? Like interracial meetings. See, we just take it for granted because we've done it all of our Christian life. Amen? But I'm telling you, you go to all parts of this country and then you go to other countries where there's not races that live there like that, where there's not multiracial people to come together. But anytime God is getting ready to move, He breaks the prejudice barrier. What do you think He did in 1907? With William Seymour, he was a one-eyed black gentleman who wasn't very educated, but he kept praying and moving, praying and moving, praying and moving, finding people to pray, finding people. And I tell you, they got out to Azusa and they just hit a gusher. They didn't even know what they hit. And people came from all over the world. They had a building that said that, that, that you could stuff 800 people into. They would have five services a day. They said many times the flies would get so thick they'd have to stop and just kill flies to keep the services going. Amen? 
William Seymour had come out with a box on his head and sit down. <laughs> Amen. I mean, today people go, what is that? Well, you, you, sometimes you've got to understand, the move of God may look very abstract when it comes, but if it's the move of God, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Amen. So what is God doing? For a lot of us, he's really the past, I would say the past couple of decades, been working on a character work. Now let me say this. This might help some of you. Many times God works on your character before he works on your success because he knows if he doesn't work on your character, the success that he gives you will not take. And that's why a lot of people get nervous. I've seen preachers do it, get nervous, go out and borrow money, go out and do crazy things that we hadn't done. We just stayed with it, serving God, loving people. Whether it's five or 5,000, doesn't matter. Amen? Amen. You've got to understand, everything that God does, he's motivated by love. He's motivated by love. Now, let me, let me finish this. <laughs> so don't be shocked, beloved. That's verse 13. <laughs> Glory. So don't be shocked, beloved brothers and sisters, if you experience the world's hatred. Yet we can be assured that we have been translated from spiritual death into spiritual life because we love the family of believers. A loveless life remains spiritually dead. Amen? So your whole spiritual life is fueled with your love that you have for one another within the body of Christ. Listen, it is the, it is, it is the tightest bond. It's the only thing on the earth that's tighter than the family bond. You say, well, what do you mean by that? That means literally when you step out of your human family and into your heavenly family, many times it's a complete separation. We saw that many times in Ireland when they would just have their children's funeral, have their, their cousin's funeral, have their uncle's funeral because they got saved. They'd go to the Catholic Church, have a funeral, declare them dead. Yeah. I had a friend, his name was Danny. I forget his last name. It's been so many years ago. The first few years that I started going over there, and he had started a little church outside of Dublin. He was a heroin addict on the Piccadilly Circle in, in London, England. Very well known in the 60s and 70s as a place where drugs, drugs and drug dealers just lived there for, you know, and, and just wide open. Well, he was there for like 10 years. And, 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 a, and, a, and somebody passing out tracks led him to the Lord. He got totally delivered. Came back to his, to, to his home nation, which was Ireland. Started a little church. He had about 30 people. He met us in a conference. We went over there and just had a wonderful time. It was just awesome. And so he was telling me, he said, Hey, Brother Rusty, I had that strong brother. Hey, Brother Rusty, he said, My mother tells me, Oh, Danny boy, I'd rather you still be on the heroin than mixed up with them tongue talkers. <laughs> Amen. So you've got to understand the world don't like you. The world don't like you. Let me, can I just help some of you just a little bit? Because some of you really need a little soothing. The Democrats don't like you. The Republicans don't like you. The Independents don't like you. Amen. The nations of the world don't like you. The governments of the world do not like you. The God of this world hates you and wants to murder you. And the problem is, a lot of Christians hadn't figured out they're not supposed to be part of this world. 
Amen? Because there ain't nothing in this world God wants you to have. He's got you here to do, not to have. Boy, but not get off on that. Amen. Now, because his own actions were evil, his brother's righteous. So don't be shocked, beloved brothers and sisters, if you experience the world's hatred. So here's where I want to close this. And I know this is Wednesday night between Christmas and, and New Year's, and, you know, we don't have, you know, a lot of our regulars aren't here, and others are traveling. We usually have visitors, people that are here, stuff like that. But you've got to understand, against the backdrop of people like you who would dare to be in church on Wednesday night, some of you will be in church tomorrow night, some of you will be in church on Friday night. Against the backdrop of people like you, the world's going to begin to see itself pretty ugly. That's why you're going to have to walk in love. You say, why? Because their hatred's going to be so big. People are like, oh, well, this is America. Let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you something. This is the last of the last days. God said in Genesis 3.15, the seed of the woman would bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent would strike its heel. You say, what do you mean? From the day that the seed of the woman is upon the earth, which we're, we're the seed of the woman. Did you know that? That serpent's going to strike at our heel. And these are the days in which he's setting up something that he thinks he's fixing to do. This is going to be like God doing something on the earth. And he's going to wake up and figure out halfway through it, it ain't, it ain't him doing something on the earth. It's God got him in another trick. Just like when the princes of this era would, uh, princes of this world would have known, they would have never crucified the Lord of Glory. He said, well, "Did God trick the devil? No, He didn't trick him at all. What He did is He just led him by the word into His own judgment, because He is separated from God. But see, He's trying to gain a preeminency right now. That's why you got to listen. Be careful with your, be careful with your entertainment, what you read, what you look at, what you allow come into your mind. Be careful with your music." See, people hear stuff like, that. you know, it's a bunch of legalism. Okay, just, just go ahead and go out there and drink all that stuff and see what happens to you. Be careful what you listen to on the news, what you watch on the Internet. Be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. Go out there and drink all that. What will happen? You'll get under the influence. You'll be intoxicated by what you drink. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 7, come unto me and drink. And that's the same word. That means a repetitive refreshing. Come unto me and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink and drink that word and drink in the spirit when you pray and drink when you worship and drink when you go out and witness and drink when you love and, and when you're hated, drink, 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 drink more, drink more and just stay under the influence of faith and love, faith and love, faith and love. And, and one day we'll just be here with our hands up and next thing you'll know, we'll look around and say, wow, we're in the sky. We're in the sky. Wow. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I could get real happy real quick. Glory to God. Lift your hands and worship God. Father, we worship you. Now, Lord, we thank you tonight in our own hearts. Lord, we know we've used words over the years like offense and upset, but Lord, we know many times it's just the enemy trying to get us into hatred. And Lord, we know it's not some great manifestation of people shooting at each other or something, but Lord, it's, it's the heart of man. Lord, you said out of the heart come hatreds. So, Father, we thank you for healing in the body of Christ. 
here in this Galveston area, up into Lamarck in Texas City, up the south side of Houston, Father, where there's been some toxic things in the past few years. Let there be healing, Lord. Lord, down south, down in Lake Jackson and down in those areas, Father. Lord, I know. Lord, I was part of a wonderful move down there. Lord, there needs to be healing down there. Over into Horton, Father. Oh, Lord, there needs to be healing. What a wonderful revival. What a wonderful revival we had. Needs to be healing, Lord. Over into El Campo, down south, Lord, where, where all of our family came from. There needs to be healing. Lord, the families of these churches over to Louisiana. Lord, down I-10, Lake Charles, and Lafayette. There'd be healing, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord will give you someone to love. A lot of people, they search and search for someone to love them. Amen. But God will give you someone to love supernaturally. Amen. And you know, I'm not talking about a you know, husband, wife. It may be husband, wife. I don't know, whatever it is. But if you'll, if you'll make a decision, I'm going to be a lover. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. Because you reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. And, and, and if you sow rejection, you're going to reap rejection. If you sow pain, you're going to reap pain. If you sow, you know, it's just, it's just the, we know that more than any other peoples on the earth know that. Sow that love. Sometimes it's hard. It's so hard. I could tell you story after story. I, I must be really a knucklehead because all of my stories, it was so hard to love people. Amen. <laughs> it cost me money. Amen. You say, what do you mean? I mean, it cost me money. God said, right, you're going to love this guy. You're going to love him the way I'm telling you to love him. I would have loved him with a nickel, you know. <laughs> no, sometimes you got to love him the way God says love him. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Father, thank you for tonight. Your sweet spirit in this place. Lord, let each and every one of us bask in that anointing as we go home. Your protection, your safety upon us. For we declare no evil does befall us. No plague comes in our dwelling. Angels have charge over us. Let in our travel, in the righteous labor of our hands, thank you that we're protected, kept safe, blessed by you, Lord God. Stir our hearts, stir our spirit. Lord, we know this is a year coming, a year of harvest, a year of double. We pray you therefore, the Lord of harvest. Send forth labors, Lord, and we pray that, making ourselves available, be the labors you've called us to be. Thank you, Father. Stir the embers. Stir our hearts, Lord. Let that which may be just a smoldering ember breathe upon it, Lord. Let it, let it come to full flame. As we're out in public, let our witness be strong. Let our words be saturated and seasoned with the love of God. Thank you that we'll be an answer to people's prayer, a problem to our adversary, and a miracle in someone's life. Lord, we leave today. We leave this evening walking in faith and love towards you, thanking you for all your goodness in our life. We leave walking in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, anointed by the Holy Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.
Hallelujah, Jesus. 